1: The show is streaming now on safetyfm.live. This, this, this show is brought to you by Safety FM.
0: Hello and welcome to the Jay Allen Show. Hopefully everything's going fine in your neck of the woods. I hope everything's going well inside of your world currently, especially with everything changing on a day-in, day-out basis. Well, I'm going to tell you today's episode is going to be a special episode as we have a conversation with Riggs Eckleberry, And I'm going to tell you, we normally don't talk a lot about different things outside of the world of safety. Now, there's going to be a huge tie-in to what we have going on inside of the world of safety with what Riggs has to share with us. So let's go into it. Let me give you a little bit about Riggs before we get started. Riggs-Eckleberry doesn't look like a bomb thrower, and yet he's driving a disruption of a trillion-dollar industry that has fallen behind in the times and is affecting the health of millions. The industry is big water. Simply those billion-dollar centralized water systems aren't coping with demand, and water quality is getting worse. The answer? Instant infrastructure businesses are doing their own water treatment using modular prefabricated systems that are trucked right on site they get better water quality lower rates through recycling and even improve environmental grades if the name Riggs eccleberry sounds familiar to you you might have heard him on bloomberg business la times yahoo and environmental leaders in many 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 more places so without further ado, Riggs, welcome to the show. So Riggs, I have to ask you right away out of the bat. I, when we got in contact with the group and trying to figure out some things, it looks like you, we were inside of the software space for a period of time. And then all of a sudden you changed everything to focus on water. What led you to do this change and why the, why the, you know, the pursuit of water all of a sudden?
1: Well, it's very interesting because uh, early on in my career, I was in the nonprofit space and that kind of gave me the change the world attitude. But I finally, in the 80s, uh, thought, you know, started to feel that technology was really going to be a, a major world changer. And I, you know, I, I just felt drawn to it. And um, over the years, I uh, ended up in the dot com and um, was witness to these tectonic shifts that occurred. And um, in fact, you know, had some, you know, the usual liquidity exits, et cetera. And finally, I got to the point where I was considered a, you know, a CEO-grade person. And the fund that wanted to decided to recruit me as a CEO said, uh, well, Riggs, we're doing algae and uh, algae for biofuels. We think that's the new, new thing. And I was like, okay, let's do algae. It was more like... Um, uh, an opportunity to change the world with um, my disruptive marketing approach that I'd learned in the dot com. But then the craziest thing happened was that the company was was started to create the next biofuel was called original origin oil, the original oil, Um, just found ourselves uh, facing the fracking boom, which blew away our economic basis. You can't make algae for biofuels at, you know, $35 a barrel. And so algae became a science experiment overnight. Um, we were very fortunate that our technology could be repurposed away from harvesting algae to harvesting sewage, essentially. And that's what we moved into. What was amazing to me is that from almost the first day that I entered the, algae, the water industry, I went from being a media darling, you know, algae was so cool, and Stuart Varney called me algae man and all that stuff. And all of a sudden, it was like, nobody cares. You know, people like to say water is important to them, but they don't want to know the details of sewage treatment, right? So um, I found that, that A, that there, there was just no media visibility, and B, that the water industry itself was perfectly happy not to change, it did not need anything. Which was weird to me since uh, I learned very quickly that the water industry only treats one-fifth of the bad water in the world, and the rest of it, it just dumps. And you have to wonder why they think they're so doing such a good job. Um, and we eventually got to the core reason why. But bottom line is it's actually become a great space for me because I think I've learned to do that that constant innovation model within this water industry.
0: So of course you're going to have the inside detail for sure then in regards of the of the uh, how we should be looking at water. And of course, as I go through some of your information, I guess the, really one of the questions I need to ask right away is Do you think city water is okay to drink?
1: City water is uh, a problem. If you go to the environmental working group, um, they have a zip code database, which will horrify you, no matter what zip code you're in. Um, That is a problem. And what's an even bigger problem is that the uh, central infrastructure that we all rely on is falling apart, right? And that's very similar to the energy grid, where the central energy grid is so out of date and so... Uh, held together with scotch tape that the new new uh, initiatives around energy management are happening in microgrids, right? And a very similar thing's happening in water. It's just very invisible. Nobody sees it. Everybody assumes that some magical thing happens when you flush the toilet. Uh but in fact it's it's very um well since 1960 really the, the degradation began that long ago and it it's not going to get better and tried to build a half billion dollar plant anywhere near a city. Not going to happen. So the future is, um, decentralized, small is beautiful. Um, very, very much how we're going to take more responsibility for quality of water in the world. And you and I will have better water, not because the city made it better, but because we made it better.
0: So some of these organizations, and I'll, and I'll use this as an example, there's this place out in New Mexico, in Taos, New Mexico in particular, that they're known for building something called an airship. And what they have done is they have made their roofs to be able to capture water, and they're like self-contained. Do you think that's the concept of water that we should go to next in regards of capturing
1: our own water? Well, it's, it, okay. it's one of the many ways. Water capture is a versatile space having to do with you know, air harvesting, water falling through watersheds, recycling, even desalination, all these sources. It's really, what do you do with it once you've got it? And that's, I think, um that's the real challenge, is so much water goes untreated that we're literally, you know, we're, we're pooping in our own ocean. It's pretty terrible what's going on. And it's not an unlimited, you know, it's not a bottomless pit. It, it does eventually get worse and worse. We're suffering from whatever happens in Japan, China, India. And, and frankly, our own practices aren't that great. So I think it's it's time to really look at, and, and we did, and that's where the coronavirus was so amazing in terms of how it accelerated things and forced us to really look at the core issues. How do you wrap up water treatment? And that's what we think we've solved. So, of course, you can't just leave us hanging. That's called a cliffhanger there. You have to give us more. <laughs> well, um, Yes, and uh, every single bit, movie. This is why we have these these, uh, these endless Netflix pitches. You can't. You got to go to the next one, right? So, right.
0: I can't just stop right now and be like, "We'll be back right after this commercial break." No, I have to know what's going on. <laughs> no,
1: no, terrible. So, well, here's what happened. Um, what we realized was, it's a brand new world in terms of smaller water equipment um, by businesses, industry, agriculture. Um, commercial buildings, et cetera. But whereas there's a well-organized institutional funding market for the large municipal systems and even to some degree the multinational big corporate deals, the smaller ones have no market. Um, And so you end up with a situation where the the, the agents of change, which are these uh, on-site water treatment um, solutions, don't have the funding uh, needed to really uh, make it happen and so it's all held up by capital that was chronic before the before the covid but it became acute in january because we're very sensitive to uh, to funding um, currents in january we saw a tremendous amount of freak out occur and that's when we realized we really had to deal with the problem face to face and it eventually brought us to this realization which is uh, i think pretty stunning is that there actually is no way that a everyday investor like you and me can invest in a water equipment, uh, financing water systems, the same way that they can get involved with oil and gas limited partnerships, um, real estate investment trusts, even solar, um, uh, gigs. The, you know, the, the, the passive investment structure, which is so popular these days because people are tired of the stock market is just not available for water. We realize there can be an alternate investment um, marketplace for water treatment systems, and this is probably the most important thing that could happen in the water industry for the next decade. And the power of a marketplace is pretty stupendous. And we we put it, I, I, well, we realize that our jaws dropped, and we went, "Oh Lord, this thing is." Uh, it, it's, you know it's kind of like uh, I read the story about the, the Airbnb guys <laughs> they struggled they struggled and struggled but there was an aha moment when people realized oh wow this thing really can be transformed and that was long past the seed there was, uh, I think it was the A round when people really got, got excited and a uh, similar thing I think happened. Here. This is The Jay Allen Show
0: At Hop University, we cut the bullshit out of human and organizational performance training. We were born out of necessity. We hear it all the time. Human and organizational performance courses are expensive and hard to find. Safety classes put me to sleep. All- Help. So we did. We offer on demand, high quality online courses in human and organizational performance, safety, and leadership, all led by seasoned safety and HOP practitioners. No need to schedule time for that conference, no need to track down the latest guru, and no stuffy classroom required. Join us today at hopuniversity.org. That's H O P (laughs) University.org.
1: And we are back on the Jay Allen Show on Safety FM.
0: So what do you think the solution is? Because, of course, at least here where I'm located, we'll get the the door salesman that's like, you need a water softener. That's going to improve your water. And they'll give you some different options there. But besides that, you don't hear a lot of people talking about, quote, unquote, the water system and how it needs to be improved. So what are your recommendations to go down here?
1: Sure. And I want to just preface it by saying, Doing it in a single family home is is not the first thing we'll do because scaling down is a big challenge, as we all know. So we're to, we are going we are operating in more of the, uh, let's say you have a brewery that needs to double its capacity and the, the city says, no, you can't. And then what do they do? Or the, the, the pig farm that spends $4 million a month trucking poop off, off site and makes waste management very, very happy. Whereas, you know, an investment in a $2 million system one time would solve the entire problem and generate beautiful fertilizer and clean water. So why you know, these are the people who need the help, right? It is the people who have fairly large, comparatively larger than, than, than a single family home, but smaller than municipal. They're kind of stuck in the middle. And for them, there is a technology solution and is also a financial solution. Now, technology. We invested in 2018 in a way to deliver water systems in a box, essentially a modular. It's called modularwater.com, modular water systems, and it's a way to to go. Okay, you want your um, system to to clean well? It's clean. You clean them in your effluent in your in your farm. Um, yes, we could build a huge concrete setup and spend months doing it, or we could just drive a modular system up. And plug it in and it'd be working and it would just sit on a pad and be done. That is a uh, technology that we've licensed um, for a long period worldwide um, with excellent patents. And it's, it's a key to the solution because you have to have essentially roll in, roll out technology to make our financial vision work. And that's the other big piece of the story. So right now, let me just ask the
0: strange question of, let's say, for instance, I'm actually at a restaurant, and I'm just going to try to swerve this a little bit here. I'm in a restaurant, and I have the availability of actually getting tap water or bottle water. What would you recommend doing?
1: Well, of course, the restaurant should... should, I mean, the the solutions technologically are pretty simple. You know, reverse osmosis system in in the restaurant, and now you've got beautiful water. In fact, what we've done is... um, a A premium hotel chain that I really can't mention at this time. When they when they heard about this modular water system uh, approach, they got very interested and they said, "Listen, we want to solve for our hotel, not just put little bottles on the bureau. We want premium, ultra premium water in the shower, in the taps, in the kitchen, everywhere. We just want the entire hotel is just going to have great water, and we want to recycle the gray water." Uh, for we, for watering the lawns and so forth. And we also want to be good stewards of the black water, the, the, the poop, as we might say, so that when it goes out, um, we're delivering treated water to the municipality, which is what they like. We want to have it all. And so we were able to specify a shockingly, because here's what happens with hotels. The guy at the top, the chief engineer says, uh, oh, this is a great solution. Then of course, every single hotel underneath him decides well, we we could figure it out better, and you know they, they had this little herding cats thing going on, so they they got to go out and look and find their own solution. Well, they all of them found that any other solution than this one was like quadruple the price and it came, comes down to the best most economical way to deliver a water system is not to build it on site but to mass fabricate it at the factory just the same way they make Ford cars and that was the breakthrough technologically that has allowed us to be very very um, you know, cost-effective, but also here's the thing: what did the virus teach us financially? It taught us that investors want three things: they want yield, they want you know they don't want to make money on their money, they want liquidity, they want it, to, they, they don't want to have a lot of problems, you know, freeing up their cash. Number three, they want safety. Those three things are key to anybody investing in the marketplace, and they'd rather give up yield. If, you know, they'd rather buy bad bonds if they're safe. That, so, so safety and liquidity are far more important than yield. But at the end of the day, you got to make some money on your money because we know the U.S. dollar is going to get very, very cheapened over time by the largest of the Federal Reserve. So knowing that, how can we attract investors to water, uh, to water equipment financing? And that's by saying, well, tell you what, why don't we use the short term rental model, which is incredibly profitable? So now you go to the brewery and you go, okay, you have this project. You want to double your capacity. You'll sell a lot more beer. You'll make a lot more money, but you can't do it because the water, you, you can't send the water to the local municipality. What do you do? Fine. Tell you what, we're going to truck in a system in 30 days that will take care of your needs. And for starters, you're just going to pay first, last, and security. It's going to be a short-term rental. You don't have to worry. Month to month is fine. Um, if you stop paying, we're going to take it back. So it's like like renting TVs in the poor part of town, right? The rent to center. And they'll go, okay, um, but you're going to charge a lot of money. Go, yes, we'll tell you what. That gets you going. Now you can make money from this, and while you're doing that, We'll work on that big lease deal that, that we need to spend a few months doing and get the SBA behind and blah, 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 blah. So we're essentially saying, look, you will be able to convert this to a, a buyout or a lease out, uh, uh, option. But for now, let's get you going. Let's, let's put you in this system. And, it, and it, it breaks down the whole capital model because the, the, the problem with capital is it's slow, right? Um, a friend of mine, <laughs> a friend of mine told me how he gets a mortgage. He's a high net worth guy, and he, he says, "Riggs, do when I when I when I get a mortgage, I just some people just send me something to sign one time, and it's done." And I, I thought, wow. The last time I bought a house, I had about a hundred documents to sign. So clearly, when you have money, when you have assets, when you have a lot going on, it's very easy. But when you don't have so much, and when you're struggling a little bit with your cash flow but you have lots of opportunities, then you're grateful for like, okay, good. Solved our water problem. Let's make more beer. Let's do that. Now, while that's happening, um, yeah, it's about $5,000 a month more than it should be, but got us going. And meanwhile, let's get that big package negotiated that we're going to roll the thing over into. And we give all kinds of incentive to do that. So what we're really talking about here is a way to jumpstart a water equipment package for a business in a way that gets them, enables them to get things going, and and I have a concrete example of what we did last Thursday to bring it back to earth, um, and then it can always be turned into something that you can tolerate for the duration. And what happened last Thursday is we showed this could happen in a space called pool uh, water recycling, which is a very interesting new vertical that where where um, a pool um, cleaning tradesperson. Um, somebody who has a pool cleaning business, whether they're sole proprietor or, or has a bunch of people, is always looking for more profit centers because pool cleaning itself is, is not that great a profit center. And it turns out that there's a special kind of trailer you can pull up to a house and you can run kind of a kidney dialysis process through the pool to remove all the minerals and the salts and the, the stuff as opposed to flushing it out, potentially cracking the pool. This has become big business. The problem is most pool cleaning companies or sole proprietors they don't have the cash, or capital, or credit to get going, or they don't want to do personal guarantees. What we found was that they're delighted to rent this unit because the the, the deal with the first deal we did, this pilot program, uh, Ryan Kustra had had migrated from he had his old his old bit, his whole old career kind of fell apart with COVID and he was looking for something new and we were able to put him into this business. And now he's doing 20 plus cleanings a month at six to $800 per cleaning with a unit that he's renting for $3,000 a month. And once he, so he's making money, making good money, he's making fine money. And when he's ready in six months, he'll convert it to a longer term lease and everybody wins. That is a model. That we're going to start replicating and we think we can cause a boom in productive water equipment systems in the U.S. and elsewhere in the world. This is The Jay Allen Show. Hey Jay, just wanted to tell you I have a new book and it seems kind of timely. Although I didn't write it for a global pandemic and by the way this is my first one. It seems to have lots of legs on this topic. The book's called When the Worst Accident Happens, and it's a field guide to understanding how to begin a restorative process of responding to a horrible event. That book is available now on Amazon. I think you'd like it. Tell all your friends. And we are back on the Jay Allen
0: Show on Safety FM. Now, is this something that is available everywhere in the U.S.? So if I was to contact you today, you could actually hit me up anywhere inside of the United States?
1: Right, so there's a couple of issues. First of all, um, if I were to tell you, um, oh, you can invest in a water equipment system, I would soon get a call from the Securities Exchange Commission. Right, they don't like public um, uh, offerings. It's it's it can it can be construed as a security. So there's legal work to be done. Right now, we're operating in the lab. We have three proofs of concept. We just completed the first one. The second one is going to be. A system that treats the sludge in, a, in trailer parks. And I have to tell you, the trailer parks all over the South have very bad sanitation practices. I'm not going to get into details. I don't want to, I don't want to make your audience sick, Jay. Um, <laughs> the third um, vertical, which is going to be the most um, uh, ambitious one, is going to be with a hog farm in Wisconsin. We've got them all lined up and we're doing them all inside this bubble of we don't have to worry about regulation. Now, here's the great news. We believe we've solved the regulatory issue. We think that it's a matter of months before we will be able to say, Jay, you you, you, you qualify to the STXYZ. Or let's say, Jay, that you don't want to put $100,000 into a water equipment package, but maybe you'll join a syndicate, like a oil and gas limited partnership, right? So there's all kinds of ways we're going to productize the financial offering. But at the end of the day, let me tell you, there. There's no problem finding water projects that are looking for funding. Not a problem. They're lined up. And here's the funny part. There's no problem getting the investors either because how well has real estate done this year? Oops, not so great. Second time in a decade it's crashed. Um, oil and gas, how's it doing this year? Oops, not so great. Second time in a decade that it's crashed. Solar has lost so, many, so much momentum, it's going to take five years to recover from this crash. So the three... Major categories of alternative investment are in deep trouble right now. Time for a fresh one. And let's do it right so we don't get crashes. Water doesn't really crash. It kind of goes on. Water, water, it's not a supply-demand issue. You people need water and it's kind of it's kind of continuous. So we think it's a more stable recession-proof space. And we're excited about doing a bypass of all the institutions of all the stupid merchant cash advance people, all the stupid ways people finance things and do the right thing by the commercial water user and the water company that wants to sell the system to it. Because, Jay, at the end of the day, we don't want to do all the deals. It's not how things scale up. We want to step back and run a marketplace, run an Airbnb for water. And that is, of course, Im- immensely scalable. It's got huge potential for us in terms of... um evaluation but it's also the only way you got to include everybody in the game any water company in the world come on in all we're going to do is make sure that your technology solution meets the demand so we're going to have a, a we have a chief engineer who's who's a guru and he's he's going to take a look at your proposal and we're not going to we're not going to allow it to go into the marketplace just like Airbnb you know you got to meet certain standards and only then will an investor be shown this on the market and also we're going to qualify the investors so we want to be the beneficial marriage broker shall we say between investors and water treatment projects
0: so let me just use this as an example michael burry who was actually kind of well known for the movie the big short he was the one that kept on saying that he he saw how these investments were not going to work out on these subprime mortgages Mm -hmm. for the last few years he has said he's been saying that the next big market will be water. What is it that most investors are not seeing? What is it that you see that they don't see? What is it that that you're going, this is how everything's going to turn? As long as, you know, Michael Berry is saying the same thing. What is it that you're seeing that, let's say the average is
1: not being able to recognize? Well, it's been five years since the big short came out. And, um, you know, it's so, and, and of course the big short itself was much earlier. Um, so we've had almost, um, we've had more than a decade and, um, I, just like me, Michael Berry hasn't gotten very far because there are structural, it's like Airbnb revolutionized the hotel industry by not trying to change the hotel industry. It just did a workaround. Right. And every single marketplace that succeeds brings in, um, a class of, of participant that was locked out before. You, it used to be you could not just drive down the street and take a ride. It was called, you know, gypsy cab and you could get pulled over and given a ticket for that. You could get (laughs) absolutely a big ticket too. So, Mm -hmm. um, in New York City that, you know, it was all well now Uber made it possible for you and me to just, Hey, you know what? I want to make, I want to make rent. Let me go out and drive for a bit. Same thing for Airbnb, you know, B and B's weren't scalable. Um, and so what Airbnb did was. There's, the hotel industry is just as strong as it ever was, but there's a lot more short-term, um, like, uh, you know, uh, <clears throat> habitation going on. And that's because in both cases, a bigger market was created. Now, what I'm, what I'm saying to you is we think that the, the key to unlocking the expansion potential of the water industry so it can really help the planet is to take the friction out of the financing step. And to make it trivial, here, sign here, give us three months, go. And that's gonna be, I think, the the revolution.
0: So right now you referenced earlier that if somebody was coming in, they want to do the the rental type thing, meaning from a organization, a company, so on. So let's use an example of the brewery, you said that you could probably get in about a 30-day turnaround and then do the lease of a bigger system or the system a little bit more driven towards them. At some point, will you be selling these systems? To the the company organization
1: slash consumer, right. So let's fast forward past our little lab where we're doing things in safety, and let's assume that we get our our legal act together in terms of regulation. So I have to tell you, listeners, you cannot invest in a water equipment system today, Uh, but you can invest in the company. You you if you're accredited, you can you can always uh, we have a private placement all that stuff, but you can't yet buy directly. Here's what will happen next. The next phase will be a kind of a a market, but with completely incestuous players. The only water company in that market will be Origin Clear, And the only investors in that market will be investors who are already investors in the company so that we can keep it under control and not have it just go wild and crazy. And that will go on as long as it takes, maybe, I don't know, six, eight months a year, who knows. It'll be more milestone-based when we feel that were robust enough to go, okay, any water company can list itself and any investor can go, come browse and, you know, hit a button and invest. That I believe is more of a, you know, mid 2021 type thing. But let me tell you that running a marketplace with just origin clear, because we have good capabilities in house and our existing investors, which we have over 10,000, I don't think that this is going to be a problem. I think that will work very well. And when people see this marketplace running, they will have an aha moment. And this, I have to tell you that, that you know, um, Jay, there will be very large water companies looking at this and going, hmm. Now, are we, are we worried that they're going to copy us and roll out with it? Not really, because um, we've learned that, I've learned from, from the dot com, that the people you think should have that bright idea as fast as you're having it. They'll have it long after you do. So I think we'll have an opportunity to spend eight, 10 months a year building this marketplace. It's called an investor water. is the name of it? An investor water will grow. And I think we'll be taken out by a water company. I don't think they'll try and steal it because we will have fleshed it out so thoroughly and we'll have that kind of, you know, Airbnb kind of um, primacy. And remember, this is a trillion dollar industry. This is not a small industry. So if we can make this work, I think I will have, um, finally, you know, achieve my life's work, which is to change the world in ways that are technology friendly, but also really help people. And I think, I think it's finally there. So super excited. This is the Jay Allen Show.
0: Have you been considering wanting to take the safety consultant blueprint course online? let me throw a little monkey wrench into your thoughts. I'm going to do a live three-day event on Zoom. It's going to be a workshop that is me walking you through this course, step by step by step, each day, July 28th, July 29th, and July 30th, From 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we're going to have an intimate group of a maximum 15 participants, so register today, sheldonprimus.com backslash live for the safety consultant blueprint, so go to sheldonprimus.com backslash live and register today. Back on the Jay Allen Show on Safety FM. Now, do you think that this would be something that were larger water companies might come in and try to do some sort of license agreement with you and origin clear opposed to doing the, the rental and move on? I mean, let's just be real, most companies are gonna try to steal the technology. <laughs> so is that something that you'd be open to doing a license agreement?
1: Well, okay, you're absolutely right. The tech, the, the modular technology, um, we in fact we just literally Renewed our license with Dan Early the Inventor to make it a 10-year renewable license with sub rights because we're going to say to a, a water company, oh, you want to bid on this, um, um, you know, this, this uh, 200-door housing development that's in the middle of Pennsylvania and needs to have its own water treatment system? Well, you're going to have to have the technology. Oh, you don't have the technology. Oh, we're happy to help. Here. And so, yeah, I think we'll license the technology. I think that is a subtopic. I think the main topic is going to be creating a a marketplace where people can meet and, you know, connect themselves up. And what we'll offer is this super simple, high-speed funding mechanism and, of course, technology oversight and providing technology where it's missing. With that in hand, you know, then there's about 20 million other things we got to do. But that's the main ingredients.
0: So let's talk about the stuff that some people are going to want to know more details about, of course. How is this per- version of water safer than what I can get from the city?
1: Uh, well, inherently, uh, you see, what's happening is this kind of a forced decentralization by the city is giving up. You, you don't know it because they won't give up their covenant to serve the home. They won't because that's their job. But they are telling the local uh, chip. Uh, fabric chip fab or the local um, animal farm or whatever uh, you need to treat your own water we can't handle it you don't hear about that but it's happening every single day forced decentralization is what's going on now when somebody's forced to treat their own water guess what they'll reuse it they have to pay the freight American in America okay here's a little quiz We know that Israel recycles almost 90% of their water, right? Mm. In fact, the only reason there's not war in the Middle East right now is because they're selling water to both Egypt and Israel and Lebanon. So um, they have 90% uh, recycling. The second nation in the world for recycling is Spain with 20%. Where in that ranking is the United States? I'm
0: almost afraid to answer.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it is 1%. <laughs> okay. Wow. So here's why, because <laughs> water treatment in our country, yes, you know, it's the dominated by, by that big army corps of engineer, like they build big things, you know, except that fifties mentality. Right. The problem is once your water go, uh, flows downhill to the local water treatment system, it's not going to come back. There's no return trip pipelines. So once it leaves your property. It's going to go in LA, for example, it's going to go down to El Segundo and then they're going to treat it and it's going to go into the Santa Monica Bay. It's not coming back up to Shadow Hills. Not going to happen. So, but when, if I in Shadow Hills have to treat my own water, I'll go, wait a minute, I just paid for that water. I'm going to reuse it for free. So your quality and your, your, your um, usage is much more responsible if you're doing it. So I say the, the central water systems Will stay as they are. They'll deliver a certain baseline of water quality. The water will come in somehow, and it'll have, you know, it, you know, will have Viagra and hormones and whatever it has in it. That's it is what it is. But increasingly, people, both at the commercial level and eventually at the single-family home level, will have their own systems, and they'll essentially go off the water grid. They'll still need incoming water because it's hard. It's hard for you and me to dig wells and harvest the air for water. So the municipalities will continue to have a role, but much diminished. And that's the that's the essential. That's how you, that's how decentralization works. You let the do central. Do, do, factory, you, do, you think,
0: do you think it'll be similar to how the solar world worked then where, okay, you're technically off the grid if you have 100% solar or a little bit over 100%, but you still have to put some kind of meter on where it feeds reverse to the grid? That way, the municipality still tied in to some extent. Do you think that that's how the water system will essentially go into? And of that's course, I'm asking you to predict the future, which is always a difficult question to ask anyone.
1: Well, remember, it will happen, but it'll happen slowly. Uh, it's been very slow to happen in energy. Fortunately, the water industry is grateful for the, um, the intervention of, of, of independent water treatment because they have increasingly had a structural problem. So I think they're up for it. They're good with it. But they're incredibly slow moving. Please save me from a public utility. Um, we have those deals. We love them. But if we had to hold our breath with them, we'd get hypoxia in about three minutes. That It's just not. These are very slow deals. Um, what we call them, they call we call them base loads, right? Our Texas division, which is very good. They're excellent. They get a lot of multinational business, a lot of cities and so forth. And it takes a year to do a deal, and it is what it is. That's not going to be the growth. That's just our capability to deploy solutions. But the growth, I believe, is going to be in enabling others to have water systems by snapping their fingers. That is going to be the future, I believe. Okay,
0: so now let me ask a strange question. I know that on portion of stuff that I can find about you, you reference at one point how do-it-yourself water is like McDonald's. Could you give me a description of exactly what you mean by that?
1: Well, sure. Well, do-it-yourself water, first of all, um, it, it is this same decentralization, the same decentralization concept, you know, on-premises, water treatment, et cetera, where, um, you know, the beauty about um, McDonald's, I, many years ago, I, I was in a facilities position and I toured a warehouse and I said, there was a container sitting there. And I said, what is this? And the broker said, oh, that's a restaurant. In that container was everything the restaurant required all the way down to the sporks, <laughs> you name it, right? <laughs> um, and so all they had to do was ship the thing out, you know, and presumably some landlord had built a building to spec, and you instantly had a an up and running um, thing, and it had the training videos, or you name it. And, you know, I guess you couldn't include the people in the container; they had to come separately. But the I mean, you could try. I'm not sure how well. <laughs> exactly, and uh, AI is still a ways away. <laughs> um, but, so, but the, the, this is a very similar concept in that what we're what we're providing is these these water systems in a box or black these black boxes that essentially um, you say oh it needs to have this capability we'll pre build it and when we deliver it we just plug it in as opposed to the old fashioned way which everybody shows up on the side and builds you know with the rebar and all that which is old fashioned right so we got to go with the, the prefabricated home kind of model. Which is very similar to this restaurant container kind of model. And, you know, it's how you it well, when Ford came along, people stopped going to the car to build it. The car came to them. Well, the same thing's gotta happen in water. This is a very antiquated business, we gotta we gotta get going. So that's that's what I think is is the inevitable trend.
0: So, Riggs, if people want to know more about you and your organization, where can they go to find some more info?
1: Okay. OriginClear.com, of course, is our website, and every week, every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific, I do a briefing, a live briefing on Zoom, and I have guests and all that, and, and these are very informative. They can go to OriginClear.com slash CEO, the CEO button at the top. Um, if they're accredited, they can invest, but more important than investing right now is, you know, get briefed, get on the list, and we'll be able to tell you more. I think what's happening is fascinating. We're learning things every single day. And we welcome your listeners to, to be on this. This can be a lot of fun. Huh? You know, I'd like, I'd like to, to um, invite you to my briefing one of these days.
0: Oh, absolutely. And well, I have to tell you, the, the more the, you know, the technology progresses, I would love for you to come back and, you know, have, a, have another round here for sure and let us know what's exactly going on in that world. It sounds very interesting, especially the whole dynamic across the board.
1: It is, it's got me excited. And, uh, if I, if you spoke to me two or three years ago, I would have, I would have gone, Jay, oh, I would have given you the happy speech, right? But I was, feeling, <laughs> where is the, where, where is the button that opens up this industry? And that I, I feel a million times better about it. And I have to thank, it's odd, but the virus did so much to change so much because it forced a reassessment on so many industries. Of how these industries work. You know, Neiman Marcus was going to go out of business. It was, it was written in the stars. It just did it fast. And I think that's the kind of thing that in a way is good. We're going to merge with a more robust, um, economy, civilization. I hope a more, a safer one because for sure we were not taking care of, we were tolerating very high levels of infection and so forth. And I think we've had a learning experience. So I personally am grateful for, for the, What's, what we've gone through
0: as horrific as, as it has been. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a, a life-changing event and it has actually made us look at things differently, which I think it was important for our growth as a country. And as, of course, as a society altogether. Exactly. Well, Briggs, I appreciate you coming on to the show. This brings another episode of the Jay Allen show to an end. Thank you for being the best part of safety FM. And that is the listener. If you haven't come by the website, please do so. We have a contest right now that we are running that we are giving away the latest version of Todd Conklin's book, When the Worst Accidents Happen. If you come to safetyfm.com forward slash contest, you'll have the possibility of entering in to win a copy of the book. We'll be back with another episode of the Jay Allen Show before too long. Goodbye for now.